The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue in my, my words. Well, how about this rumor that you are really hired, Mr. Stark? Hey, people, friends and fans, welcome to this episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. That intro needs more like a little golf clap. Like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it's going somewhere, so let us, so follow me up on this one. With me tonight, um, as always, wait, what? Oh, anyway, with me tonight, as always, we have one PCN underscore dirt, a.k.a. Colonel Mustard. I prefer ketchup, but, you know, it's whatever. Ah! (laughs) Tonight, he's in the observatory with the wrench. I'm in the... I'm in the the snuggy blanket with the stuffed up nose. Oh, snuggy! I don't know who that's going to kill other than me, but... Jared has to break out the Snuggie at the end of June. Oh, oh my God. gosh. Some, some, some little bad times. grubby germ monster at the resort where we took our kids got me some sort of random virus, and mm. now I'm paying well, the price for ask. taking my kids Cause out. Because you, you made it sound like you just got this, but you've been back a, couple of, a few days, right? Yeah, a couple of days ago, I just started to get like a little bit of a sore throat, but right. I thought it was... I thought I just, you know, like, I probably slept with my mouth open, no big deal, you know, and then... My nose started to drip a little bit, and it's like, ah, you know, it's probably just allergies or something, just sniffling a little bit. And then today, like today, it just it dropped a thousand pound weight on my head, and it just kept going. As the days gone on, it's gotten worse and worse. So the one nice thing is I get to take the loopy cold medicine. That's it's it's almost better than whiskey in many ways, and uh, so that is the one enjoyable thing. Well, I mean, you know, we'll do some of Grandpa's cough medicine, too, as the night goes on. But, you know, it is what it is, and I'm here anyway, so you're welcome. Indeed. There you go. And also with us tonight, um, with the candlestick in the the dining room, is one agent underscore 70. What's up, everybody? I should switch those two. What's that? Yeah, that's all right. And unfortunately, not with us tonight, because he's taking care of some business. Um, we have one Tim dog 98, who is, we're just going to say he's Mr. Body tonight. Cause he's not here. Record that sound. Record that sound. We're going to need that every week. It's there. It's there. Yes, he is taking a knife to some um, to his household belongings, so hopefully that will work out fine for him. But nevertheless, tonight we are here. We are doing comics, and we shall be starting off with Secret Empire number five. So, if you gentlemen would go ahead and handle that, which I believe is you, Agent Seventy, because I don't think you're one of us. No kidding. I didn't read it. All righty. Well, so in the latest chapter in Marvel's summer uh, crossover event, um, we open with um, Black Widow seemingly being uh, on the wrong end of a failed mission, but it turns out that everything is not as it seems as it usually is with Black Widow. Um, 
this issue does seem like uh, a turning point. At least it is the halfway mark of the limited series now that we know that it's a 10-issue series. So uh, as uh, things are um, uh, kind of looking down for our heroes, uh, there's there's actually cause to uh, have even more uh, pessimism uh, from the hero's perspective as we go through this issue. There is, I won't spoil it, there is a, a surprise return at the end of the issue, and it's a character that, uh, you know, when I say surprise, it usually means that we all thought the character was dead, and now the character is not quite dead. So, um, Stilt Man. Not dead yet. Right, exactly. So, is it Stilt Man? No, no, it's not Stilt Man. But at the end of the day, um, that's where we end off. Um, we still have uh, the the ongoing uh, journey of um, let's call him Bearded Steve and his companions in the uh, Neverland Forest. Exactly, we're not exactly sure where this is happening, but a surprise character appears um, and alleges that he's going that he's there to rescue uh, Steve Rogers from this um, imaginary place. So. That parallel, ha, that parallel story is uh, is continuing. Ultimately, we are at the halfway point of this uh, this uh, a summer crossover event, and right now things are looking very bleak for our heroes. Um, the uh, you know there are still um, uh, you know signs of uh, weakness and cracks in uh, or, or or at least the uh, cracks in the plan or uh, weaknesses in the plans of uh, one commander. Uh, or, or Supreme Commander uh, Steve Rogers, uh, there are uh, signs of uh, treachery within the ranks of Hydra. So there's a, there are multiple storylines to follow in this. Um, honestly, I'm sort of trudging my way through this to make sure we get to the end. And uh, you know that's that's where it, that's where it is. It's I, I don't have a, I don't have a lot of joy reading uh, the crossover issues. I, I uh, I, uh, I mentioned this last week where I, I just kind of stopped reading um, even the Captain America uh, crossover issues because I'm just waiting for uh, the, uh, the the ending of this event. So I also hear there's a swerve. Or there was a sort of a swerve. Minor. Yeah. We'll see where it goes because, like I said, we are roughly at the halfway point, and there's still plenty of uh, there's still plenty of time for uh, you know a number of swerves to occur before we get to you know what's probably going to be the end game around issue eight. And from what you've just said, it sounds like this is the Empire Strikes Back of this whole yes thing. Yes, which that is way too much praise for this event. I'm not reading it. Listen, at the end of the day, every middle chapter is the Empire Strikes Back of uh, a three-part series, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So, it sounds like there is much joy in Whoville. Right. So, ultimately, like I said, I didn't want to spoil the entire story, but this is definitely a down uh, moment for the heroes in the book. And uh, while there are uh, signs of... um, you know, minor signs of hope, and, and you know, in 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 that uh, Hydra uh, may have some uh, some weaknesses that can be exploited in the future. Ultimately, um, it's still a down issue, and we ha- we still have another five issues to go. And actually, I just remembered who the person you speak of that came back, and I was just talking in my um when I yesterday I was just talking about that person in my comic book shop yesterday. Okay, because, as, as I've told you guys. There are. There seem to be people that they're just not, you know, um, they're just not uh, seeming to be bringing back, even though because you know everybody comes back from from comics itself, everybody doesn't, right? And I suspected that this person was going to be one of them, and turned out I was wrong. Seems like so weird. 
But then again, I guess with the legacy and generation stuff coming up, and I guess that would be giving away too much if I keep right. saying what I was about to say. Yeah, or, I mean, this could all end up being a uh, lost season seven sideways universe. Okay, I'll take that, even though I've never really watched it. You ever seen Lost? Oh, come on, Rowdy. I watched, like, the first couple of episodes, and I was like, all right, I'll come back to this time, and I never did. And uh, the reason why I never did was because people were like, oh, Lost is so good, until it got not good. And, it's it's definitely one of those, like, fringe, where if you're going to watch it, look at the Wikipedia page or the hmm. IMDB and, you know, watch the key episodes. Don't watch every single episode, because they definitely treaded water for a while. Right. And Friends is another one I kind of I actually do want to get to, but that's a whole other story. Well, if we're going to talk about comics where a character returns that was uh, long thought forever gone, let's jump over to infamous Iron Man number nine, because we have another character who's reappeared in here that was supposedly gone. Um, I think I remember seeing stuff on this too, actually. Yeah, well, at the end of the last issue, they they revealed this character, so I'm going to go ahead and, and spoil, not spoil it, but I'll spoil it because it's from last issue. Uh, but... Uh, Doom uh, goes into like this trance where he's pulled into this uh, magical realm, and there's Tony Stark uh, as the Sorcerer Supreme mm-hmm. at some point in the future. And I believe and this was also in the recent solicits too. So yeah, um, we knew. That. So like it's a spoiler, non-spoiler, but still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this Tony Stark in the future, he's now the Sorcerer Supreme, and he's reaching back and he's telling Doom that he has to stop being Iron Man, basically, and. Uh, that kicks off this issue. I mean, that's, that, that's like the first like three pages of this issue sets that up. And it again plays into the whole uh, thing and human torch, the fantastic two uh, getting the band back together, uh, which we know is leading up to something coming up in the next few months because they did reveal that. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so again, you like, you can, you can see how all this stuff is, is coming together, how it's working towards, uh, a goal, and the new foil that's in the middle of all of it is Doom's mother, uh, and she's been making appearances for the last few issues. So this is another one I've complained many times that a lot of these issues it feels like there's nothing you know really happening. It's just a bunch of dialogue, and that's certainly a Bendis thing. But uh, the last uh, maybe two issues, uh, you know, it's felt like it's it finally has a direction where it's going, and the story is starting to make sense. And so uh, it's been a lot more enjoyable recently. And even though I I get this feeling like in uh you know by issue 15 the series will probably be over um be completely wrapped up and and put into trades and that'll be the end of it i'm still enjoying it quite a bit right now so um i've gone from from being hopeful to the series to being bored of the series to being excited by it again so take that for what you will but i enjoyed this issue but so yeah that's kind of a turn but that happens kind of in, in comics so yeah well and the same thing happened with action this week which, if you got, unless you got something else you want to get to well, first, I was going to ask you um, how Superior lasted. Superior Spider-Man specifically, specifically was like thirty issues. You think yeah, I, was, I think have legs for, enough to do that. I mean, judging by what you just said, probably not. But yeah, well, uh, it's always one of those things. Like with Moon Knight, I, I felt like Moon Knight gave up on that story several times and was wrapping it up early and getting ready to move on to something else, and then it didn't. Uh, it kept throwing those curveballs in there. So, you know, depending on the writer, you can always bring in some new twist and and keep things going and keep it fresh. Um, so, I, but I mean, it's Bendis, so I don't know how much. Uh, I, you know, he's no Jeff Lemire. We've learned that. Um, uh, but you know, I mean, it's it, it 
Doom wearing this Iron Man suit is something that theoretically could go on for 10 years, as far as I'm concerned. Um, he's always known for having these suits, and even if Tony Stark were to return and Doom were to turn back to being evil, he'd still be evil in an Iron Man suit, which is, uh, I think, a very interesting prospect regardless. So they can do it for another two years. I'd be fine with that, but I just feel like it's it's not going to last that. Having the two different Iron Man books and knowing all the stuff they're doing with Legacy and Generations and whatever that's coming up with the Marvel books, I just feel like it's it's one of those titles that's not going to last very long just because of everything mm-hmm. else. Yeah, I mean, given the, the initial premise of this, I was kind of halfway excited for it and halfway leery of it because, like I said, we already had Superior Spider-Man, and that was great. But Doom and, Doom and Iron Man is kind of uh, um, kind of compelling given the history between them two anyway. But it was something I never really haven't really picked up that we talked about before the show about whether I should actually consider doing this. And I'm, I think yeah, and I think advice. I think another reason why I liked it was because it was such a strong continuation off of Secret Wars. Uh, just like Old Man Logan was. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I felt really... Like, those two... These two really felt like Secret Wars... Like, these are the chapters that follow up that make sense. So many other books just kind of went back to what they were doing before. Like, it never really happened. It didn't really matter. Um, whereas these... Where Old Man Logan and Infamous Iron Man are two books you, you could not have really gotten any other way except through... Uh, you know, the, the events or events similar to what happened in Secret Wars. So um, I think that's probably why it was so much fun, because I enjoyed that miniseries so much. Yeah. Uh, and for these to continue off of that, just they kept that momentum going. So. But that being the case, you want to go into action? Well, I can't. I was hoping Agent 70 would return, because I think he read this, so I was going to see what he thought about it. But uh, oh. but uh, apparently he had to hit the head. So Okay. Well, then, actually, we can, we can uh, hold off on that for a second, and I'll get to a book then. Okay. Um, hmm. Actually, well, wait, he didn't read Cable, did he? I can't remember. No, he did not. Well, let's talk about Cable <laughs> real quick. Okay. Uh, having, as I said before the show, just kind of glanced over this, even though I did read this. So, thankfully, this book is a kind of a fairly easy read. It, um, yes, it is. It's very much uh, action-oriented, mm-hmm. so you don't have to spend as much time going over the small details in the dialogue. Which, I, now that I say that out loud... Um, I'd see something similar with uh, Nick Fury, except for the fact that the art, um, I mean, the Nick Fury's art kind of makes it a little bit more busier than. Yeah. That art forces you to pay a little more attention to small details Mm -hmm. in the background. Um, But cable, like one thing, when they announced all this stuff going on with uh, the Inhumans and the X-Men and coming out of the versus series and um, you know, the way they were playing with the lineups and the two teams and whatever, I was actually kind of excited for the idea that they were going to do new and different things with them. And I actually dropped X-Men gold because it's gone right back to doing all the exact same stuff they had been doing before. Uh, There's really, to me, there's nothing new and fresh and interesting about that. Whereas this cable series, this is just a completely bizarre, fun, uh, doesn't take itself seriously. It's it's a Jean Claude Van Damme movie of the Marvel universe, <laughs> um, and, and I think that's part of the reason why I like it so much because it is so completely different from anything I would have expected from a a cable book or b an X Men book. Agreed. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the, the basically just cable going through town. We finally, well, through time. Excuse me, hunting down somebody whom we actually finally, I think we finally see if that's who that person is. Um. I think that's that's who that the the person he's been chasing. I think we finally see him, but I have no idea who that who the dude is. Exactly. Like, like we don't we don't get a big sense of this, this is somebody we're supposed to know, or if this is somebody to just kind of create it. Mm. 
right. find but out it's, more about him. I mean, it's, it's just played up as a time travel, uh, you know, series. He's just traveling through time to these different time periods and getting into fights and trying to uh, figure out how to stop these, you know, great outlaws or warriors of these different time periods who have futuristic weapons. And it's just a, you know, it's an insanely silly premise. Um, yeah. <laughs> which I think is, like I said, it's it's one of the reasons why I like it because it's so different. Uh, it doesn't feel like anything else that's really on the stands. And, and yes, and that picture of Shredder on the cover or what looks to be Shredder on the, <laughs> yeah. on the cover. I don't think he's not even... I don't think... It, well, there is that one guy that he's he uh, leaves alive, but he, even then, he wasn't dressed like that. So. Yeah, no, he just fights some random samurai guys. Yeah. But like, I love how Cable is holding a Rob Liefeld gun. Like, that is so obviously the type of gun that Rob Liefeld would draw with that, uh, you know, kind of flat, tall head on it that makes absolutely no sense. Um, it's it's built like a super soaker with the trigger up front and the long body of the gun trailing off behind it. It, right. you know, it's it's ridiculous, it's ludicrous, but that's the joy of the book. There's and it's you know when you're a time traveler, I get that you would understand a lot of different languages, but are you really going to know Chinese from the 11th century, which is different from Chinese from the 15th century, which is different from Chinese from the 17th century, which is different right. from modern Mandarin, which is different from modern mainland, which is different from modern Hong Kong? You know what I mean? It's like uh, right. it's. It's it's just it's like a it doesn't it's not as bad as that Fantastic Four series where they were traveling through time and everybody spoke English and they would go to ancient Rome and there's guys speaking English and they would go to the French countryside and there are guys speaking English like it's not as bad as that series uh, because that was just bad this is right. like bad good like a direct to video movie in the nineties right so you say all that and I and I, well I, I kind of agree with that but I assumed that it was Cable with that little computer thing that was with him because doesn't he still have that isn't he still telepathic i mean he is partially tele- he is still he is telepathic. i but. i mean i don't know enough about cable I, like i know he's the futuristic son of uh you know the, the wasteland timeline who came back but i mean honestly beyond that uh, all i know about him is that he's way overhyped and he's going to be in the new deadpool <laughs> yeah you know people people love him from cable or whatever and uh, you know he's I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for Marvel to introduce uh, Dish Network, who's going to be Cable's, uh, you know, biggest nemesis in the next decade. Oh, oh man! Let's see if I can cut his mic. Oh. <laughs> it's the meds. <laughs> you know what? I'll I'll, I'll allow it. And as a matter of fact, I totally forgot to do my hangout stuff here, but that's fine. While I get that straight. Now that's comedy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's loosely comedy, but sure, we'll allow it. Um, <laughs> we can go ahead and move right along from that and get to uh, now that Agent 70 is back. Did you read, uh, actually, what was it, Action? Well, actually, oh, uh, Agent 70, you read Infamous Iron Man, right? I did. All right, so okay, did you want to add something to that conversation? Only that um, I'm reading this, I'm, I'm resuming reading this based upon your recommendations. Because, you know, I'd kind of, you know, I'd kind of let it go. It was moving so slowly, it is Bendis after all. But it got to the point where I discovered that you were spot on and that this was the, you know, uh, the Fantastic Four comic that we've all been kind of uh, waiting for. You know, the Fantastic see- Two. Right, exactly. And seeing, um, you know, the, there's definitely a, a twist in this um, involving um, a certain uh, relation of uh, uh, Victor. Oh, and- we spoiled that. Oh, okay. We all right. Well, that being said, you know, that's still, you know, that's... We spoiled his mom and we spoiled that Tony Stark is the Sorcerer Supreme in the future. <laughs> Taking that awesome facial hair bros thing way too seriously. 
Gotcha. 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 All right. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much all I would add to that. Okay. Yeah. I was saying that, that I was so optimistic when it started and then I got bored by it. And now I'm excited by it again. Right. That's, that's, I mean, that's pretty much why I stopped reading it. So I'm glad that, uh, you stuck with, you know, that, uh, you know, you, you let you, uh, let me know that it was uh, time to get back in. Yeah. And I think Benz was probably, that was the reason why I was kind of leery about the book. I mean, he's all right for some stuff and I wish I could pin down what that was, what that is, but well, do you read the other Iron Man book that he writes? Yeah, I mean, I'm see, I don't, I don't read that one at all. So I just this is the only one I read. I'm behind on that one. Like three. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I am too, actually. So, so you, so you read it, but you don't read it. I'm reading, it, but I'm just not up on it. But yes, yeah, exactly. Like it's but in so my, it's in my, up, then it's just you know sitting there. If you're not up on it, are you still down with it? I am. Oh, <laughs> I am. So, and unfortunately, I didn't uh, get to last week's book because I just picked it up um, this week. Because I thought I picked it up last week, but it ended up with the wrong copy. So, weird. So, anyway, let us move on with, um, and as I'm saying, he did not read action. So, I just have any, you want to throw out a book, though? All right. Um, all right. Let's talk about this. Because I know it's not, and, and I'm very surprised by this, that it's not uh, PCN underscore Dirt's Click of the Week. Let's talk oh, about Batman. Save this, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, you, you're going to save it? Yeah. But that's fine. Right. Go, ahead. Go for it. Go for no, it. no, no. Then I'll throw out something else real quick. Um that I think, uh, I honestly think, uh, PCN underscore dirt should read because it evokes a lot of memories of a certain, uh, version of Spider-Man that I know he was fond of. I'm speaking of amazing Spider-Man number 29. Okay. So this issue, is this a superior issue of amazing Spider-Man? Uh, yes. Every pun intended. So ultimately, uh, it's a mild spoiler, but it's also on the cover recently. Uh, Otto Octavius, as a result of the events of uh, the clone conspiracy, has found himself in a very, very healthy young person's body. And uh, he has uh, uh, chosen to uh, reassume his Dr. Octopus guise in a new costume that is very reminiscent of Spider-Man. He's also allied himself with the forces of Hydra. Now, as a part of uh, this uh, this burgeoning secret empire, uh, Octavius is basically looking to uh, reclaim what he thinks was actually his work and his doing, which is Parker Industries. And that is the crux of this particular issue. It's uh, Otto making an attempt to reclaim what he thinks is what, what, what he thinks was once rightfully his. And, uh, you know, this is definitely slot throwing um, uh, all of, uh, uh, all of uh, Peter Parker's achievements and, and his, uh, and his uh, really newfound wealth, uh, throwing that all down the drain as quickly as he as he uh, as he gained it, it's uh, all going away uh, slowly but surely. So uh, I think that this is definitely up PCN underscore dirt to alley because um, I definitely wanted to punch Otto Octavius out while I was reading this. Well, then I don't I want to read that. No, I <laughs> no because I remember I honestly remember that feeling when I was reading uh, uh, Superior Spider Man. Hmm. Well, and. I mean, to be honest, I think that's one of the reasons why I love uh, Renew Your Vows mm-hmm. so much, because Peter Parker in that one is just a regular guy. He's not a multimillionaire with a giant corporation, you know, right. whatever. Uh, he's not like he's, Spider Tony Stark. Yeah, exactly. Right. But I like the fact that he was Spider Tony Stark, though, even though I haven't been reading it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand. Listen, I, 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 I am a fan of, um, you know, the evolution of these characters, and I still understand the illusion of change. So, 
you know, there, there's just a, uh, you know, change that occurs in itsy bitsy teeny weeny uh, increments. So, you know, I, I'm always looking for that. But at the same time, I understand that, you know, none of this is permanent for these characters and they end up having to be deconstructed on a regular basis. So well, I think it should be, damn it. Right. I think it also depends on, on how well the change is dealt with. Yeah. Um, like, for instance, what led up to Superior Spider-Man was a very long storyline that had been going on in Amazing between uh, Otto and Peter, which right. um, that built and built and built and built and built. And then finally you had this like crazy like WTF moment mm-hmm. that led to the change, but it was something that was built on as opposed to some of these other changes that they've made in the Marvel universe with characters where it's like one month, everything's fine. And then the next month, Oh, they're dead and someone else has taken over or they're gone. They're in another universe. And we have this universe person here or, you know, whatever, where it just happens almost at a snap of the fingers, everything changes, which I mean, granted that happens in life sometimes, but uh, it's when you have control of the story, uh, Mm. I wish you'd have a little more control of the story. I understand. Yeah. All right. But, in any event, it's still. I think it's still an entertaining read. And well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Since you read uh, Infamous Iron Man based off uh, my recommendation, I'll I'll read this uh, Saturday when I go into the store. Uh, I'll grab one off of the shelf and I'll read it. Alrighty, cool. Aww. Hey, that's that's why we're uh, that's why we're a, a, a team of panelists, right? Share our uh, share our opinions. This is probably the one discussion show on the internet where we disagree about something and it doesn't end with like name calling and yelling. And- <laughs> I mean, the year's still young. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, <come> on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. On that, um, we will go to. Oh, wait. Did Tim say he was going to fill out his thing? He did not do it. So, okay. Nevertheless, I'm going to go off the one. I'm going to go onto one because I'm actually. Actually, well, that can be rapid fire, but I'm going to go on one which I also think Dirt would like, and I'm kind of surprised if he hadn't read it yet. Um, Star Trek: The Next Generation, Mirror Broken, Number Two. It's in my pile. Okay. It's in my pile. I just hadn't gotten to it yet. I actually, uh, I, I, I like the free comic book day one, and so um, we actually under ordered the first issue in our store. So I just uh, I actually bought the copy on uh, Comicsology in order to uh, to pay money for it, uh, okay. and then. Uh, um, this one the same way. Since I, I did the first one, Comicsology, I'll just do the whole series through Comicsology. So I've got it in my two read. I, I just I just haven't read it. Yeah, that cover has a very idealized uh, image of both um, Captain Picard and. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to go say why that is kind of the case. So that is a cover that is pretty much says what happens in the book. And it and it, they're in a, a the war mirror universe, so mm-hmm. everybody's buff and trim. Because if you're too skinny or too out of shape, you're going to be murdered by someone else in the ship, so they'll take your place. So which happens a lot. Oh, <laughs> I should say. I understand. So without going too much further than that, it was like the, that cover pretty much pretty much gives away the the big thing of the book. Because as I well. As I had planned to say on a on a screen cap that I was going to put out because I was going to put it out today, but I thought maybe I should wait a couple of days to do that. This pretty much has the fight you didn't know you wanted <laughs> between those two. Um, and granted, while it doesn't last, but it doesn't last that long, it's still good to see because this is something I would have loved to have seen actually on the show. Because as we have established previously, um, there was no TNG Mirror Universe. We don't. We're, we're pretty certain of that is correct. So being able to get that now. And getting what seems to be a pretty decent version of it so far is something I would have loved to have seen on the screen. Because who would want to see gunned up 
uh, Picard lifting weights and then taking down a dude, hmm. you know, who's trying to kill him. Which, granted, that happens in the first couple of places, so that's not a big spoiler, and it kind of goes into, I mean, it has nothing to do with anything. Like I said, that's just things that happen in the world, and so that's not spoiling anything that great. But um, I will also go ahead and say that, like I said, the, the big thing for me was, like I said, that what that cover suggests, and they are still going on with the plan that they have uh, to, to, to get something done. If you've uh, if you haven't been reading it, so th- there's a plot going on. There's a couple actual plots going on, in, especially in this universe. But nevertheless, this is one that's going on. It's going full steam, and that is still going on. And there was a big fight. Well, there was a slash sort of slot of big fight that happened. And I got giddy when I got to those pages, admittedly, because you weren't really sure how that was going to go when it happens, because you kind of saw what led up to it. Even though it's it still works in the Star Trek sense, because. You know, if you've watched TNG specifically or, or any other, you know, or any other Star Trek, you know, you get a lot of talking, a lot of talking, and then some action, you know, and then a resolution for it. And that pretty much happens in this one to, to pretty good effect. So I enjoyed it. It was almost a click of the week. Cool. But um, I, I would definitely say this was a runner up, especially if you are a Star Trek fan and you enjoy, like, like uh, Dirt and I both do the Mirror Universe versions of said universe. All right. <laughs> But you don't have to take my word for it. <laughs> so, um, anybody else want to throw out something before we get to the rapid fires? Uh, boy, what did I read again? I could do um, rapid fire at this point. I mean, I, I've, yeah, I, I can do mine as rapid also. But don't you want to talk about Batman Elmer Fudd? Um, okay, sure. Let's go for it. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so. Batman Elmer Fudd special number one. Um, I love the fuck out of this book. <laughs> and I honestly it's thought awkward. BCN underscore dirt would also. I, it, I, and I suspect, I, I expected that he would, but apparently that. All right. So, so here's the thing with these crossovers. When they did uh, the first set with the Hanna-Barbera crossovers, mm-hmm. I was excited because I like the cartoon characters. Mm-hmm. They did Booster Gold and the Flintstones and the Flintstones were the, unfunny, unjoyful, uh, lame Flintstones that are in the modern DC comics, not the cartoon characters, and I hated it. Um, when they did this new round, and, and like uh, uh, Space Ghost and Green Lantern, um, it brought the two characters together, and Space Ghost felt more like Space Ghost, but the story wasn't anything special. It didn't do anything for the two characters. It was just uh, they both randomly meet in space and earn a thing, and then they go their separate ways. So it's no big deal, really. When they did this new round of Looney Tunes ones, they started with uh, Bugs Bunny and the Legion of Superheroes. And when they did it, they did the Legion of Superheroes as the Legion of Superheroes, and they did Bugs Bunny as the animated Bugs Bunny. I mean, when they pull him through, he is Bugs Bunny, who lives in a hole in the ground with a mailbox, uh, who eats carrots and says, what's up, Doc? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I love that. Um, there was another one that came out. I forget what the other one was. Uh, Lobo Roadrunner? No. Um uh, one of them level. No, well, so anyway, the, the, there was another one that came out that week, and then this week we got Batman Elmer Fudd, uh, well, I guess Lobo and Roadrunner and Wonder Woman and Taz were both last week. Uh, yes, and, the, right. and the problem with those is that they, once again, instead of it being the comic book characters and the cartoon characters colliding, they made them real. They made real versions. Like, it, Taz, about this, though. Taz is a giant wolf man that lives... Uh, in the Greek labyrinth, and uh, she has to befriend him and lead him in. And I wanted the, the big tornado with arms and little swearing 
things coming out of it while he smashes through walls and eats everything. They kind of do. They, they kind of that. do, but not. But but it's not. It's not that though. You know, they made it into uh, feral timber wolf. Um, it's it's just not, always the backups that they do that that takes the loot into spent on it. But yeah. But but like when they did the one with uh, Bugs Bunny, it was it was straight up Bugs Bunny. It wasn't like this intelligent rabbit. Uh, the Wiley Coyote, uh, Roadrunner Lobo one. They, they were experimenting on these animals, and the animals became smart. And so Wiley Coyote was this smart, uh, you know, evil animal. And it's like I don't I don't want that. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh. I want the straight up cartoon characters. And so when they did Legion of Superheroes, when they did the backup story, they did it as the like a fun Saturday morning cartoon version of the Legion of Superheroes. Right. With an even wackier version of Bugs Bunny. Right. It's we do in Batman and Robin. I got right. it. So so when I when I look at these, like I open up Batman Elmer Fudd and I just see this bald guy uh with a speech impediment and he wants to kill Thomas Wayne. I'm like, ah, eh, this isn't what I want though. Right. Like this this is Bruce, not yeah. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, whatever. So so I'm like I don't I'm just I'm disappointed that they fell back into these things. Like this is not what I wanted out of these books. So I didn't I, I bought the Lobo Roadrunner and Wonder Woman Taz last week and, and I did not enjoy them at all. So I totally skipped the Batman over Fud this Understood. Week. Yeah, because I think what you didn't like about those two from last week is definitely ramped up in this issue, uh, you know, in this version, in this particular crossover, but there is, I'm sure you probably flipped through to the end. There is a backup story that is much more akin to what you were, uh, expecting. Right. And, well, I mean, except- and all of these ones kind of have been doing that. Like, mm-hmm. I think this one has been the most, most Looney Tunes of the, the backup stories, but the rest of them have been, it's like the rest of them just kind of been flowing into like a dream sequence or something. Gotcha. Like I, I wanted a who framed Roger rabbit where you've got a very real world Batman and a crazy cartoon Elmer Fudd, <laughs> and, you know, and it's like, he throws the battering at Elmer Fudd and it like, it like bends his head in some weird direction. And he pops it out and throws it on the ground and runs away because he's cartoon and you can't hurt him. You know, like, so, that's so, a, so, no wait, So you did or did not read this? I flipped through it. Like when it came in, like I, I wanted to see if it was like uh, Legion of Superheroes, Bugs Bunny, or if it was more like the, the Wonder Woman Taz thing. And I saw it was more like Wonder Woman Taz, so I didn't read it. Hmm. Okay. So let's, let's throw a little bit of uh, context uh, here. Well, uh, so I will say that I kind of agree on the, even though I enjoyed the, the DC Hanover stuff, but the way they just kind of put them together didn't do enough of either. Like, so they just kind of put them together and just, let him go. Like the team up was cool and all that, and I love Future Quest and, and all that was great and stuff. With these ones, they are doing now with the DC Looney Tunes. They basically, as, as Dirk said, they pretty much integrated, at least in the, 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 the main story, integrated the Looney Tunes characters some kind of way into the DC universe. Right, like I created love- them in a different reality. Right, they're still the same yeah. characters, just not exactly uh, obeying the same laws of. Well, they now obey the same laws of physics. Right, they are they are pretty much um, DC versions of themselves, basically. Whether they be uh, their actual characters or a human version of that character, as we will see uh, in a lot of cases. So that being said, um, I kind of enjoyed that more than just them just throwing the two the two uh, properties together and. Uh, and just having them going on an adventure, like we get pretty "quote unquote" realized versions of Looney Tunes characters, right? A lot of them, yeah. A lot of them are are just Easter eggs that pop up, you know, right. in 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 uh, in panels in passing. But um, you know, I, I definitely got a kick out of Tom King's reimagining of these characters, um, and and basically uh, creating versions of these characters in the Gotham underworld. And right. 
No, no, I was just going to say, and, you know, the, t- the story is essentially told from Elmer Fudd's point of view, so you just can't help but kind of read it in his voice and imagine it, you know, read the, 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 the thought balloons and, the, uh, and, and all the narration in his voice in your head. So, you know, every once in a while it's, ha, you know? Right. And it's worth pointing out, which I think we have mentioned before, if not last week, then the week before when the reprint came out. But there, this, they, it's not like DC is new to this kind of stuff happening before because they did a, a Superman Bugs Bunny story back in 2009, which they reprinted like three weeks ago. Okay. Uh, that, and I'm pretty sure we talked about it because I don't remember talking about it on the show. Um, and that was kind of, that may have been the first of that kind. And then they just did, they just did these specials. Uh, they're doing these specials with this month. Well, the other one I really enjoyed from a couple weeks ago, I, I just looked through my box. It was uh, Martian Manhunter and Marvin the Martian. All right, I forgot about Because that. Marvin the Martian shows up, and he is a, you know, four-foot-tall guy with a tiny body and a big black ball for a head. And all you see are his eyes, you know, and he's got the giant war helmet on, and he wants to uh, destroy Earth. And it was it was very much the cartoon character. You know, they didn't make him to look like Martian Manhunter. They didn't make him... Uh, you know, have the same powers. They didn't turn him into a more realistic version. He was very much the cartoon version of Marvin the Ma- uh, Marvin the Martian, uh, you know, in the DC universe. So that's why I enjoyed that one also. Which is why it still surprised me as to why you weren't too crazy about this one because they kind of do that to a lot of characters in this particular book and in actually the next book. I guess we'll we'll talk about it at the same time. I don't think anybody read it, but. Um... Like you get pretty much a noir Batman story told from Elmer Fudd's perspective, perspective, who's pretty much the Punisher. Well, see, like, okay, uh, you see, you see here on this cover, like that is the Elmer Fudd I wanted to see, but I wanted to see Batman from DC Rebirth standing mm-hmm. next to him. Like that's, I wanted this Batman and that Elmer Fudd yeah, together. You you kind of get a little bit of that in the backup. Yeah, that's, but I want, yeah, but but see, I want I want Elmer Fudd to be running down the streets of Gotham and people going, "Well, what the hell is that thing? Like, right. is that a person? You know, right. tiny little guy with the big hat and the bald <laughs> head and the endless supply of shotgun shells doesn't make any sense, you know." Um, Elmer Fudd and Batman go to blows, man. Come on, nah, nah. <laughs> okay, okay. Humbug. All right, now we're gonna start. Now we're gonna start yelling and throwing chairs. <laughs> no, no, no. Now, now it's gonna be Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> Ooh, get out of the way! <laughs> All right. So that being said, um, are we ready to go rapid fire, or I think so. well, that uh, one more, one more, one more. Actually, All right. Um, and I know eight to seventy. Uh, not eight to seventy. Sorry, uh, Dirt has read a little bit of this, and this is was for me the big book of the week outside of what we just discovered discussed okay. and that was clue number one based on the board game that had a movie that is still awesome to this very minute that, that may be the only board game to movie adaptation that has worked out that's probably true actually like not battleship not battleship uh, i still have yet to see that movie which you know at this point yeah well don't i mean it's it's on TNT on Saturday afternoons every so often, and uh, which in a certain place that works out. But nah, um, yeah. So, so what we get in clue number one is a modern spin, which and I believe they are using most if uh, of the modern characters. I know they made some character changes in the board game, um, 
in the past few years, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they they updated the game. I want to say two times. I'm not exactly yeah. sure. Um, That's probably true. I'm no expert on board games, but uh, yeah. I know they they made some changes. And so when I look through the the roster on the uh, like the second page, whatever that listed all the characters, I'm like, I don't know who all these people are, but I recognize you know enough of them that mm-hmm. I understand what I'm looking at. It seemed like what they did with this with this book was they used some of the because I don't think all of these characters are in the board game, um, and I have I would like to believe that this is probably the only board game to movie slash book adaptation that the movie is probably more popular than the actual board game. I don't know that for certain, but I'm gonna go I'm gonna stand on that. But that being said, but so what they did was like they took a modern take on the adaptation of the board game using. Uh, quote unquote classic characters and some real world um, uh, caricatures that none of which comes off as being very likable, but you will know these characters <laughs> because they all well, no 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 not just because they're suspects because they don't get into that until like halfway through yeah like <laughs> like like Miss Scarlet is an Australian female rapper exactly. <laughs> and, they have, and they have a big pharma guy who may be kind of a scum for raising up the prices. Oh no, that's so. And funny. there's uh, there's some lady who uh, I think she's a there's a senator, but then there's also a lobbyist, right? Um, there's a professor pharma. who's obviously like making the move on all his patients. There's mm-hmm. like every one of them is uh, someone that you're you're kind of going. Uh, well, if they're the killer, you know, it's not going to bother me if they're dead, you know? Pretty yeah. much. And then there's also thrown into the mix these two detectives who end up, they who find themselves, which, uh, if you've watched the movie, wasn't the case. But um, there's just two detectives that's, uh, that's trapped in the house with them. And, of course, you have the all-seeing, all-ever-present uh, butler, who is, I'm going to say, so far, it's decidedly not Wadsworth from the movie. No, his name is but, Upton. Yes. But I'm saying, as far as his character character is concerned. Oh yeah, um, I, I don't I don't think we we're going to get the reveal that the butler is actually Mister Body. Right, and as a matter of fact, they go so far as to he is the, being that he is the narrator, but they go so far, especially as as uh, as Dirt said before we started, they go through lengths to say that the with the humor with him breaking the fourth wall, like just almost pretty much out of the gate. So we see him like addressing the the audience slash camera in in one, which I don't think you've gotten to yet. He actually um, addresses the editor of the book. Like that's how far they go. Almost as much as I hate to say this, almost in a Deadpool type fashion. Mm. Yeah. Well, I noticed like when I, when I flipped through it, I noticed on the last page, he says something about, well, to be continued. And he looks right at you. And cause that's how comic books work. Right. Exactly. Like there are a couple of allusions to that. Like, Hey, this is a comic book. So even right off the bat. So they're not, really pulling in punches with saying hey you you know you know what's going on you know what's going on here you know what this is you know what's going to happen but we're just kind of doing it slightly different yeah it, it keeps the humor of the movie but does it in its own way so it feels connected but it doesn't feel like it's ripping it off or anything exactly to which i enjoyed so i'm hoping this keeps that up in in, in a good fashion um all right it was close it, had i not read another book and enjoyed that way much more. This probably would have been a click, my click of the week. I will say that much. All right. So if you, I would say if you are fans of the movie, you might want to check this out, even though it has nothing really to do with the movie. Yeah. Well, and, and we don't know how it's going to end yet. And that's, right. that's part of the problem is, but I would say, I mean, 
I've seen the original movie at this point in my life, uh, you know, 35, 40 times. Um, it was something I used to watch like every Saturday afternoon for a while. Like um, I said this morning, I watched it. I mean, like I said before we started, I watched it this morning. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I love that movie. Uh, I have not watched it. Oh my oh, gosh. Man. That movie, movie is, is so great. great. I was like, I can't say that everybody will like it, but I haven't met too many people that I've mentioned to that, to mention that to and didn't like it. Okay. Uh, it's it kind is. of one of those, like, I, I want to say underrated classics, but, um, that's it's a, it's a, it's a cult classic. It's, yeah. uh, I mean, it's definitely one of those movies that if they were to play it at a movie theater at midnight on Halloween or something like that, you know, uh, I would definitely go and check it out and, and bring, you know, a dozen people with me, try to find people who haven't seen it to go see it because it is fantastic. And one of the things, I'll bring this up now, one of the things about the movie is the movie, when it originally came out to theaters, had three different endings. Mm-hmm. So there were three right. different ways all the clues could have played out on who the murderers were. Right, and we talked about that earlier. And so when you got the uh, VHS cassette back in the day, now the, the DVD or Blu-ray, they put all three endings at the end of the movie. Uh, so now you can see how they all played out. Well, this comic, um, it has an extra page of clues at the end. There's an extra page of dialogue between a couple of the characters. And Clue, the comic, actually has three different covers uh, three different main covers, and then there's a couple retailer incentives. But you've got the regular cover, you've got the subscription cover A, and then the subscription cover B. And so depending, uh, we, we think this is how it works, but depending on which cover you have, you have a different page of additional clues and dialogue between characters on the final page. Yeah, that seems to have checked out from what we found out. Um, yeah, because so I've got a different cover than you have, and my bonus uh, clues are different from your bonus clues. Mm-hmm. Um, and in our uh, PDF review copy, it has all three pages at the end, so we didn't miss anything. So... Um, they're definitely following that trend that started in that movie uh, of giving the different endings and doing the different endings in the comic with the extra clues. So I don't know if that's going to continue for all the issues yeah. or if that's just, that's the I, was gonna, I was just about to bring that up. Yeah. But I, I definitely like that. And I'm wondering with the way the movie was, was structured, all three endings that they showed work with mm-hmm. what you saw on screen. Like each one of those endings was airtight. And what I, and I'm, I'm actually kind of giddy at the idea of, when it's all said and done and the final issue comes out, if there's different pages in the end, I'm going to go back through and see, can you, if you only read, you know, cover A of number one, but cover B of number two, uh, the, the newsstand cover of number three, and you got the different clues, do they all still work together? Or Right, and how would your perception change for those clues if right. you've only seen one or the other? So I'm, I'm like nerd excited for how the series is going to play out. Agreed. Agreed. So yeah, like I said, if you if if I would say just go see. I I, I don't like doing this that often because I don't think everybody will like everything, and nor should they. At that being said, but go see Clue. Go watch All the right. movie. <laughs> if you haven't seen Clue the movie, we'll go watch it. I'm like, is it on Netflix, Amazon? Looking around for it. Um, I looked, and no. I mean, you can it, rent it from places, but I haven't it's, seen it. It's on Netflix from time to time, but it's one of those that rotated it out. It'll probably come back in once we get closer to Halloween in that gotcha that era. Alrighty, is it rapid fire time, fellas? It is rapid fire time. This is where those clues sound effects from the movie would have worked in handy if I had gotten out fast and actually pulled them. Hmm. But they would have been a little long anyway. So who wants to go with who wants to start with rapid fire? Well, I've only got two. I can get them out of the way. Um, first one is Action Comics 982. Uh, when I've talked about this the last couple months, I've been talking about this Superman Revenge Squad team that's been coming together. Um, and I... I felt like there was something missing. And uh, this week, the issue 
kind of came full circle getting to the uh, the confrontation, and I realized that the part of the story that's been missing from this particular story is basically what's been happening in all the Superman family books for the last several months. Because as the Superman Revenge Squad has been coming together, um, in, in all the other Superman books, we've seen Superman building relationships with all the other super family I guess you could call them. So Superwoman, uh, John Henry, Man of Steel, um, Supergirl. Um, uh, oh, God, my brain just farted. But anyway, all these different uh, super characters he's been uh, he's been working with and 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 talking to and building up this this group. And so finally, here at the end of Action Comics, the Superman Revenge Squad goes for its final uh, attack, so to speak, and Superman calls in his team which is everybody that he's been building up to uh, for the last several months. So the, the missing piece is basically the rest of all the other Superman books. Mm. And it's, it's one of those things that, you know, I love when they grab those threads. Um, you can tell that there's been some editorial work going on where someone's going, okay, now we got to work this into here. We got to work this into here. Cause it's going to play off in another book, you know, down the line with another writer. And I love when that stuff plays out. So, it finally plays out in this one. And the uh, the big secret from the previous issue, I can go ahead and spoil, uh, because it was the last issue in uh, 981, but Superman is currently blind. Um, the attack from the Superman Revenge Squad in the uh, when they were attacking the Suicide Squad's uh, prison, uh, trying to get Zod out, um, whatever weapons Amanda Waller had has made Superman temporarily blind. Wow. And so uh, he's, he's actually been using... Um, Lois uh, to spot you know for him during battles so that he can find people and you know he waits for them to make a sound and then he attacks so they don't seem to have any idea that he has this problem uh, but he's been struggling with it and so it's made it you know because you you know this battle comes and there's gonna be all these villains and you're like yeah whatever it's Superman like you know he's just gonna beat the crap out of them and move on uh, but now suddenly he can't see uh, that's a pretty big monkey wrench to throw you know in the middle of the the battle so. I've enjoyed the fact that they brought it all together and they've made it work and tied it into all the other books. I love when that stuff happens. So I was pretty happy with this book this week. Before you go to your next one, you, you mentioned Steel. Is he uh-huh. actually back in the universe? Yeah, he's in um, Superwoman because uh, Lana Lang is the current Superwoman. Mm-hmm. And so Steel and Lana have had a relationship in the new 52. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So Steel's daughter whose name I can't remember. She's been the one working. Um, uh, Lana Lang's powers are unstable. So she's been working with Lana, trying to help her stabilize her powers. And then she and John Henry are boyfriend-girlfriend. So so uh, Man of Steel's been all up in the uh, Superwoman comics. Okay. Alrighty. Alright. Um, so then the other book uh, to talk about here is Flash 25. Uh, and this one is actually going to be my click of the week, because okay. this is another one of those books, you know how I love bringing plot threads together, except... This grabs plot threads from 1974 and 1979 and 1986 and 1992 and the new 52 and Flashpoint and, and like all of this stuff and uh, has woven it into the current Flash storyline. Um, Flash remembers life before Flashpoint, uh, so does Reverse Flash. And... Uh, they remember what life was like before. They remember what the future was like before. They remember how everything played out before. And, of course, one of the things is uh, um, when uh, Flash was uh, framed for murder, um, Reverse Flash killed Flash's mom. Uh, there's been a lot of 
stuff that that plays into the history and it's all coming out here and of course new characters like the new wally west um of the uh, new 52 universe he's kind of an anomaly uh as far as reverse flash is concerned because he's something new and because he's something new he's a toy that reverse flash wants to play with so uh as much as reverse flash likes to toy with flash there's all there's all these other characters that Flash has built relationships with that get pulled into the story as well. Um, and so, like I said, all these different plot threads from different books, different eras, uh, all being pulled together. And the fact that um, it, you know, it goes back to the button storyline that we just got through the Batman and Flash books, which was part of the rebirth thing, which was part of the Flashpoint thing, which was part of the new 52 thing, you know, all of that stuff playing together, uh, is woven into this book. So I love it. I love the storyline. I love getting all those little bits of, uh, of references back to things, history of things being played with. And so this is my click of the week. And one of those uh, books where I actually ordered the trade of the button. So when it comes in, I'm going to sit down and read it and then continue reading these issues of flash that continue on with it uh, as part of that continuing storyline, because it just feels like a natural flow out of all that stuff. So if you're one of those people that bought, um, like the Justice League Volume 1 when New 52 happened and you bought the Rebirth special uh, and you're going to buy the button trade when it comes out, you know, because you want to follow that main storyline. Uh, Flash looks like it's one of those key storyline books that you're going to want, you know, on your library shelf to follow the changes going on in the DC universe. So I love it. Click of the week. And that's all I read this week. Wow. Okay. Nice. I did read Flash number 25. Um the only reason why I would even have even the slightest dissenting opinion is that um, I didn't, I'm not as familiar with the, uh, the history of uh, the reverse flash. And I didn't realize I don't, I actually still don't really know how much of a change, if any, there has been to that character's origin because it sort of plays how I understood it to be. Maybe I'm sort of melding together uh, the animated versions and, um, uh, you know, some 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 '90s uh, Mark Wade Flash, and that was you know pretty. Well, but, but that's the thing character. is that Flash and Reverse Flash remember that history. They remember right. the old pre-Flashpoint, so that they're they're thinking back to what we think is Silver Age stories, Bronze Age stories. They're referring back to those stories. Gotcha. Um, so they're not rewriting the history of Flash. They're going back to the history of Flash. I see. And so that's, like I said, that's part of the reason why I love it so much. Gotcha, gotcha. Not necessarily, uh, 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 it's, it's more of a retelling as opposed to, uh, 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 and, uh, you know, any sort of changes being made, right? Right. It's, it's okay. more to, to bring people who are less familiar up to speed. No pun intended. Yes. Um, no, no, I, no, I, I meant that. Yeah, every pun intended. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. This reverse Flash is not Kid Flash's dad, because I have seen that being mentioned a few different times. This is like... Um, it, no, because no, Kid Flash's dad is a different character from the New 52. Is a different Reverse Flash? Okay. Right. So it, it it may end up being one of those things where he's like a slice of Reverse Flash's personality that was when Dr. Manhattan, you know, was oh, no. playing with things. Because we've because part of the whole uh, Dark Days, DC Metal, The Forge, the casting, all of that stuff going on is going back to the multiverse and the darker corners of the multiverse and uh, playing into the Flashpoint and played into Dr. Manhattan toying with people and taking out certain parts of their personality to rebuild the universe to his liking and, you know, so on and so forth. So I'm sure there's going to be some sort of connection there. Um, but no, when you see this reverse flash, you, you think of him as the, the guy from 
uh, from Saturday morning cartoons and the old Justice League comics from the 80s and Flash comics from the 70s and 80s. It's it's that guy. It's not the new 52 version of him. Gotcha. All right. Gotcha. Cool. And you can't, I can't at least very well see the arc, the name of the arc, and not um, mention the Billy Crystal, Gregory Hines, uh, great movie from the 80s. Agent 70 hasn't seen that movie. Have you not seen Running Scared? What? Have you not seen Running Scared? I think I have. Uh, Gregory Hines? Yeah, yeah, I think I have. But the title of this arc is... It's Running Scared. scared. No, but the title of the story is um, The Police. Well, when you look at the cover, look at the cover. No, no, I know, but the title of the story. No, no, worry about the story. Worry about the arc. Oh, I know. But, I'm, but it's funny that I actually glazed over that, and and when I saw the uh, the title of this particular issue story, part one of Running Scared, is every breath you take, and I kind of you know I, I snickered at that. Fair, that's you know fair and right. Moving right along, um, which yeah, it's like I missed one reference and caught another, right? Yes, and and I would not at all be surprised if it turns out like that song was playing on the radio when. Reverse Flash killed Flash's mom in some other oh, timeline or something, and he's going to make Flash watch it again, or you know, something like that. Goodness! <laughs> and I'll buy two people. copies of that issue just for you. <laughs> oh, no. There are people in the audience listening to this right now, probably. Like, huh? Yeah, it's all right. What old folks talking about. Anyway, moving right along. Um, all right, I'm going to go next, or do you want to sure, go for it? All right. So, well, actually, no, no. You went. Let me go because I just realized something. Go ahead. I go and do mine first because I got a few and I'm going to need a second after that. Um, so Star Wars Droids Unplugged number one. I didn't exactly read this, but I, flump, uh, I thumbed through it in the um, in the store. And as it was pretty much confirmed, this if you've read any of the backup stories, the Chris Iliopoulos backup stories that have been in the various uh, Star Wars books in the last week, uh, not week a uh, year or so, which and I think in this book, there's like three of them. This is pretty much that. So there are all little cute little backup stories that involve the droids and, you know, shenanigans they get into with other folks or by themselves. So it's cute. And the arts is, is nice. So if you're, it's, I would argue this is very kid friendly. Okay. So um, if all, any of that seems appealing to you, then, and you haven't read any of those, I can't give you the specific issues that they've come out in, but, um, and they don't, I noticed they don't say that up front. Or at least when I looked at uh, Comicsology. So, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, but that's cool. Uh, Jonah Hex, Yosemite, Sam. I'm, I'm supposed to be writing this stuff down. But um, Jonah Hex, Yosemite, Sam, special number one. This was all right. This was Jimmy Pramiotti, uh, who I believe has written Jonah Hex before, but also writing Yosemite, uh, pretty much what seemingly one note Yosemite, Sam, one or two note Yosemite, Sam, but not those like. You know, just in terms of a very broad character, I guess. But it's a story that you would kind of make sense. You know, Yosemite Sam's a prospector. He comes across some go. He needs some gold in a mine. He comes across uh, Falcon and Leghorn, who he I saves. Say, I say, I say. Yeah, pretty much. There's a lot of that, you know, and there's a lot of, ooh, you know, as, as Yosemite <laughs> Sam would say, that kind of stuff. So it kind of plays that stuff out. Uh, but uh, Sam needs protecting. So, of course, General Hex is around and he ends up doing just that. There's a lot of rooting, tooting, and shooting hmm. in a couple of spots here and there. Uh, and the backup is kind of um, plays off of that also with Bugs Bunny kind of showing up. Um, and makes, but it was all right. And, I mean, you got uh, Falcon Lurkhorn as a uh, circus freak, you know. So this okay. was kind of that kind of, a, kind of a thing. All right. And it was all right. 
Uh, let's see. Teen Titans, number nine, um, which I guess I could have, speaking of flashes. Um, so we already know, given Deathstroke, that uh, Kid Flash is out, but he shows up in this book, you know, being talking, well, it's one, talking to Raven. They have a little talk, and there's some feelings that get halfway expressed, but not fully. Um, and we also see, and this also begins the arc of uh, Jackson Hyde, a.k.a. Aqualad, who hasn't gotten his name yet. Uh, being exposed to the media and being found out, well, being found where he is by his mom, who's been looking for him, and his dad, who, if you know anything about the character, is Black Manta. They both find out where he is, and they they go to uh, find him. And there's a confrontation between a couple of those characters that I've mentioned, and and Jackson finds out a little bit more about both of those, uh, both his mom and his dad. And there's a confrontation at the end, which will be concluded uh, in the next issue. Uh, let's see. Ghostbusters 101, number four. Uh, this book's all right. This is, it is the, so it is the IDW book. I mean, it's the IDW Ghostbuster team who meet the movie Ghostbusters. And this just continues their, their misadventures because now they have actually met each other and they're working together to try to solve the problem of why they're both of the universes are, um, are, uh, have collided, so to speak. It's okay. Wait, is that a Breakfast Club? Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh wait, I hear. Let me. I'm going. Yeah, to... unfortunately, it is. <laughs> That's actually kind of awesome, though. <laughs> so, so, for those watching the video, there is a, a, a variant cover of the Ghostbusters 101 with this uh, Breakfast Club themed. And I say unfortunately because it's like I want to buy it, but I don't want to buy it. But mm. I want to buy it. Oh, stop it! <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure there are plenty of other people that think as you are. Uh, about that um let's see what else is next oh uh my last one actually we've already talked about that is black panther number 15 um uh, see so we start this off with a with a battle between the uh some monsters that keep popping up almost incursion like mm-hmm. I, I have to stop doing that because that's not that is totally wrong but um but there is there are some beasts that keep showing up through these portals it's very it's very ironic that you just went from Ghostbusters, which explores very similar, you know, just you know, overall very similar uh, themes into this uh, story arc in Black Panther, which is very much like he's a Ghostbuster. Kinda, although yeah, they don't necessarily play these off as supernatural or well, I guess they do bring up a magic caution into this, but not necessarily right. supernatural in nature. In nature with these, but yeah, I guess so. So. It's it's a battle between these uh, creatures who keep coming every now and then, and Black Panther, Shuri, and the rest of uh, the, the squads, with uh, along with actually the Midnight Angels, um, who has had a kind of tenuous relationship with T'Challa as of recent. But they're in the battle, and they in the battle, and they close the door uh, with some right. not fatal casualties, but casualties nonetheless. Hence the supernatural. The I'm like, what yeah, are you talking about? Basically. This is totally supernatural. They've yeah, got I guess you know so. invaders from you know invaders from like uh the, you know these uh, other dimensions that i guess had been repelled in the past by the spirits and the gods that uh, uh previously guarded wakanda and you know and i guess at some point had demanded uh uh worship and um and reverence and and tribute but now that you know something has mysteriously happened to them and now there are these uh mystical incursions coming from uh these uh, spirits and 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 mythical beings and and whatnot so uh you know they're busy trying to come up with a way to uh, uh close this yeah, exactly close the door. i apologize for butting in on rapid fire no, no, i actually read this 
Yeah. But yeah, and again, for me, there's a hard, there's a, not a hard limit, but there's a separation between supernatural stuff and like hard magic stuff. And I'm kind of putting this into more hard magic stuff, but I can see where the supernatural, they, I can see where they, you know, they collide. Tomatoes, tomatoes. I get that. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, All right. Um, but yeah, and then there's some really, 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 uh, there's some feels going into the back end of this book because, yeah, because they find a way to shoehorn in somebody. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I wouldn't say shoe, shoehorn, but yeah, I guess it it is. And I guess given the the um, given the the fate of the other books, mm-hmm. and probably Coates wanting to use said character, um, I'm not. You know what? If, regardless of whether it's shoehorned or not, I appreciate it and I love it. So I'm not even going to knock it for the, the quote unquote shoehorning of it because hey, I love these two characters being together, and they seem to have some long sought closure in their team and going into their ongoing team up. So that's cool. Um, and that is it for me. I won't, like I said, if anybody wants to read that, they should, because it's actually good, especially in the end, if you like those characters. Um, I would recommend um, reading it. All right. So that's it for me. So just the last few for me, since we did cover another book that I had also read, uh, Spider-Gwen number 21. Um, I know that um, PCN underscore Dirt is sometimes not a fan of like uh, some of the Marvel uh, alternate universes, and he's also not a fan of Robbie Rodriguez's art. But I, I'm a sucker for the series. Um, I like the spunk that this character is written with, and I like seeing some of the really weird and alternate takes that Latour has taken with some of the uh, characters that we know and love from the Marvel Universe Prime, no longer 616, but Universe Prime, and um, has transformed them in the Spider-Gwen universe. So it's, you know, it's an entertaining read, and if you want something, uh, you know, that's uh, uh, definitely got a lot of drama in it, but still manages to uh, give you a smile, give this a read. Uh, totally awesome Hulk number 20. I know that, um, again, I read some of PC and underscore dirt's notes on some of the other, um, issues of the crossover. I happen to like the, uh, the totally awesome Hulk issue so far. Um, this issue really delves into what is not really a spoiler because once you understand what this, uh, weapon X group wants to do, they want to create a melding of, uh, the Hulk powers with, um, which which comes with a, a healing factor with uh, the ability to have uh, an adamantium coated skeleton with uh, uh, with uh, uh, built in claws. You know that's what they're looking to build, and you know this is another step in that direction. This issue is definitely a step in that direction. Um, Defenders number two was actually a pretty entertaining read. Um, there's a lot of uh, inter. Uh, uh, interweaving of some of the continuity that we've seen in the Netflix series, um, the, 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 the various Netflix series uh, into the Marvel universe proper, you know, the, again, the Marvel prime universe. Uh, this was a, a pretty good follow-up to the first issue. Marquez's art is actually, is it Marquez on the art in this, this week? I think it is. Yes, it is. Okay. Marquez's art was pretty good. Uh, it is definitely a big draw for the series. Um, Again, I think the one thing that uh, Bendis does do in this that, uh, you know, is kind of meta um, and, and, and draws in a lot of uh, uh, interest is that one of the characters that's uh, prominent in the Luke Cage Netflix series appears in this story, but very different from his previous incarnation in the, in the Marvel Universe. So, um, you know, they actually you know, mention it multiple times trying to figure out, you know, how did this character get to be this way? He wasn't like this, you know, in a previous incarnation. And, you know, that's kind of like a running theme throughout this issue. And it made for a pretty entertaining kind of, you know, where, you know, it seemed like the characters are thinking along the same way the readers were uh, thinking, you know, this isn't how I remember this guy. What's going on? 
And uh, finally, uh, the last book I read, which was always a present, a pleasant surprise in our review package, was uh, the IDW Artist Edition for uh, Walter Simonson's uh, run on the Mighty Thor, highlighting the return of Beta Ray Bill storyline towards the latter half of his uh, uh, Thor run, and it's just beautiful stuff. I know that uh, PCN Underscore does not have the cover to this, so he can't put it into the... Uh, the live video but uh, ultimately this is something that i definitely recommend if you are at a con sometimes the, uh, the idw table will have these to flip through and you can see what's in it um i love these artist editions and i'm looking forward to buying one um and so i can show it here on the show and that's it for me all righty then well um, no clicks of the week i guess the one thing to mention here is that uh tim dog 98 said that uh, defenders number two was his click of the week which we are getting into now with clicks of the week so. clicks of the week okay. Flash 25 is mine. Nice. As stated before, um, I think I've said it or I alluded to it. Batman Elmer Fudd special number one is mine. Wow. And I guess I'm going to go with the comic that made me want to punch out Dr. Octopus yet again. Amazing Spider-Man number 29. All right. That works. All righty. Let's get some ads. Let's get this ad read in. Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to just, uh, Thanks for having me, guys, but I got to take off. Uh, Go for it. I got to get remedicated and get some sleep. I also have a dog staring at me like he's about to pee on the carpet. So. Oh, no. Good so I'm going to let you guys go, but uh, <laughs> I will see you next week. Take care. Right. Take care, Doc. Well, we'll talk about next week <laughs> because there is a certain movie coming out next week on Thursday. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I was going to. We'll make sure we'll, we'll we'll talk about it offline, and we'll, we'll, talk, we'll, talk, we'll also talk sure. about it before we end because uh, obviously you know we've got movie protocols and we will have movie protocols in effect. So, but exactly. we'll get to that in a minute. So, let me get this ad read out of the way. Let me tell you about Skull Candy. Skull Candy makes the best headphones, earbuds, and gaming headsets, all with lifetime warranties. Skull Candy produces many types of audio accessories, including headphones, sports earbuds, Xbox gaming headsets, PlayStation gaming headsets, DJ headphones, iPod, and MP3 headphones. And now, for the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles, Skull Candy offers free standard shipping on your order. To help keep our podcast free, order from Skull Candy by going to cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link. Click on the Skull Candy banner and then shop for high quality audio accessories with free standard shipping. Skull Candy Audio through cspn.us. Do it today. And like we do about this time, we get into the cinematic news. <laughs> Uh, and actually, before we do that, and he probably saw it, but I don't know if he did, and I wanted, but I still wanted to mention it. A uh, friend of the show, Matt Wang, said that isn't that Natasha Iron Steele's niece, which I, I should have asked uh, earlier. Right, he's going to. I'm going to assume that that was probably <laughs> the case because I don't remember Steele having a daughter but a niece. Ah, but this is the new Fifty Two, after all. Well, it's true, but I don't remember them introducing a daughter even then. And granted, I can't say that I'm my DC knowledge is that great, but like I said, I know Natasha has definitely been set up as a character way before now. So, gotcha. That sounds like it would be more right than not. Alrighty, so let's see how right along get um, oh, wait. items. Oh, let me do this. Share this. Show. And I have very brief unboxings. Okay, cool. Well, we'll get to that after the news. No problem. Um, Tom Holland Holland wants Spider-Man and Ant-Man to team as bug bros. Oh, gosh. Always with the bros. I mean, you know, it's a thing. And it's, it's actually neat to know. Well, assuming he actually knows 
the facial hair. About about facial hair bros and science bros. I assume Steve would probably know about science bros more before facial hair bros, but right. regardless, that's actually it's cool. Kind of funny. And right. I don't know if he actually says that as that because it doesn't necessarily. Oh yeah, actually it does because he he is quoted to say, "I want to have like a bug bros session. It'd be really <laughs> cool." I guess he was asked uh, if uh, anybody who would be putting any screen time with which yeah like i said i don't think they've ever actually re, uh interacted with each other in i mean outside of the the war uh, yeah they fought each other that's about it so no, no no no. i mean like in the comics oh i'm sure they have at some point well according to this article that says spider-man was a guest teacher at hank prim's avengers academy but he and scott lang oh and although okay so although he and scott lang have seen the plenty they've never been the best of friends okay there we go all right so Next. A lot of this, a lot of these news items actually dropped within the last few days in the lead up to Spider-Man: Homecoming. Um, it, it came out that uh, Spidey apparently had a very brief cameo guest appearance in Iron Man Two, and it was revealed. Mildest, mildest spoiler alert. It was revealed that Spidey was actually that little kid in the Iron Man uh, uh, helmet and gauntlet. See, I don't. I think that's just something they said. Well, you know what? This was a thing, so of let's just make it out to be that. Exactly. Exactly. It was a convenient. Yes. The true. The true. No, and I'm not saying it didn't work. I'm kidding. Right. No, well, I mean, I, yeah. I would argue that was probably you're probably right. So, because I don't think they originally, you know, that was something that was originally even thought back then. Right. Just convenient. Yeah. Next. Um. Spider-Man Homecoming sequel will pick up minutes after the conclusion of Avengers 4, uh, which is not uh, Infinity War. No, it's the one after. Right, it is the one after that was mm-hmm. uh, used to be Infinity War Part 2, and is now just Infinity War until they give the name, which I'm assuming they already had, they just don't want to say anything because it's probably spoiled. Right. right. Yeah. So, uh, while it's been spoiled to, it's not it's a mild spoiler that homecoming does not actually revisit spidey's origin we're going to revisit it again in the new animated uh series but that's only because of the animated series that is covering right. exactly so, and now did you watch it no it's, it's interesting okay um the the art style kind of reminds me of if you've seen the the recent no i'm not saying that it actually is that but it kind of reminiscent of the recent voltron series on netflix okay um and I don't know, but the voice of the Spidey sounds like it may be the same one that has been voiced in Spidey um, in the last couple of iterations. In the I, last have iterations. Have I, I don't. I can't say that episode because I'm not like up on it. But it's kind of sound like it from. It would make sense if they did do that. But okay. Um, Kevin, Kevin Feige. Uh, I was going to say. Oh no! Wait, did I do the last one? You go. Uh, yeah, I know. I got it. I got this one. Uh, Kevin Feige confirms that Miles Morales exists somewhere in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which he's out there. That, <laughs> huh? He's out there. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, so I don't, I don't know. Um, it's neither here nor there at this point. So yeah, pretty much. I'm like saying that. Same thing. I was about to say same thing with the next story. It's exactly the same thing as the next story. So Marvel exactly. has allegedly discussed bringing Captain Britain into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, that's neither here nor there. We'll see. It, you know. You know. Uh, get back to us when we actually. Uh, you know, get some kind of confirmation. Pretty much. And if you're going to do Captain Britain at this point, do Phase of Hussein, which I, you know, cause, because because oh, that way Wars? they would have, huh? From Secret Wars. Yeah. Because okay. one, that way they won't have to worry about because Captain Britain, Brian Braddock, kind of has a, I would say, silly history, personally. But well, it has all the magic in there too. So it's you know, that, it, but, it's, 
you know, they may streamline his origin somewhat, but you know, I, when I saw that, you know, it's just hard to, it's, it's just hard to, to fit That's that. Kind of like why? Like, unless they yeah. plan on bringing back Excalibur, which they can't do. They can't because they don't have the X characters. Exactly. So All like, right. that's the only way I would care unless they do phase of Hussein, that, that would be the only other way that I would care about them bringing Captain Britain into the MCU. All right. Uh, next. We, yeah, I was going to combine these next two. Uh, that is true. Yeah, Marvel teases in human trailer debut with sneak peek, and we also get said trailer this uh, actually that was this morning Early today, I think. Yeah, yeah, and unfortunately, it did not meet too well. But again, social media, so there is that. But it did not meet too well on the social medias, right? Because it has a, a it, it it suffers from having a kind of mid level uh, a mid level uh, level. I don't know how best to put this. It looks like it's a mid-budget thing, whereas we're used to seeing like uh, a high, either high budget for the movies or a low budget for the TV shows, and this is just somewhere in the murky middle. And yeah. you know, my favorite part of this was you know, mild, mild spoiler alert. My favorite part of this trailer was Lockjaw. Uh, that was the part that I, I mean, to see me seeing him or just. Just seeing him because we don't have a finished we don't have a finished effect and we don't see how he's going to interact with the very many characters. So that's where I had the problem because that effect that they did have on it seems like, as I said on Twitter, seemed like out of a 1980s music video. <laughs> like a, wipe out, a, a wipe out of a um, out of a you know just a basic uh, transition package. Anyway, but yeah, outside of that, and there's people who've noted that there's probably a. Outside of there's a Game of Thrones character, there's a little, maybe a little more than subtle um, Game of Thrones kind of uh, vibe thing going, vibe going on here. Exactly. So yeah, which, I'm just not a fan of. Yeah, I was. I understand that is probably a good idea for them to to yeah, pursue. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a fan of the fact that Black Bolt. I mean, I hope that he puts like some sort of headpiece on that has. You know, maybe they'll make it a helmet like the way they do with Cap. You know. I mean, it'll be ceremonial. He'll probably have it on in the beginning. Yeah, with the but you've got to have a tuning fork, man, because this guy just does not look very intimidating at all. I mean, hell, even with the even when Lockjaw came up, like they had like the tuning fork as like kind of a, like a tattoo on his head type yeah. of situation, and I'm like, no, come on, you can't do Lockjaw like that. Oh. He's just sticking out. Seriously, but it is what it is. Um, I mean, it, and it could work out. Like I said, the people have been pooping left or right, which they did with Agent Shield. And Agent Shield turned out, I think, great. But then again, I thought it was good in, in the beginning. This I less probably up on, but I think it could still very well turn out all right. So all right. I, I'm willing to give it. I mean, it's only going to be eight issues. How bad could it get? I'm not. Wasn't really too crazy about Maximus either so far. Yeah, he's got a quite, bad haircut. Quite mad enough. Yeah, <laughs> he's got exactly. a bad haircut. All right. Yeah. So move, move right along. Uh, Avengers: Infinity War directors tease mysterious onset image. Da, da, da. Which looks like an arc reactor to me. I mean, like, we don't really necessarily get a scale, right? So it could it could be a Stargate or it could be an arc reactor, but we don't know. So yeah. when going on with the next story, uh, Iron Man dons new armor in Avengers: Infinity War set, which actually this armor kind of well, no, there was, there was another article that kind of showed the an armor that looked like from something from, from Iron Man Two, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, that's not really new, but this issue, I mean, this more uh, looking, yeah, yeah. So I still want Civil Centurion, but I know that's never going to happen. They had a version of it in Iron Man. I know. But, was it? Uh, well, I mean, even yeah, whenever they showed his shoot suits, I think he yeah. was a version back there. And I don't know if it was one of the ones that fought in three, but regardless, mm-hmm. I, I would want him to rock that just for some, some, some time. But that's just me. Uh, next one. Is it my turn? Uh, sure. 
Deadpool 2, Ryan Reynolds welcomes Hunt for the Wilder People star. Okay. And I don't know. It's a kid. All right. Moving on. Something yeah, sure. Guess what? Deadpool's tool is a thing. AMC's Preacher pays homage to Microsoft's, Mar- oh, Microsoft, Lord, Marvel Comics Editor-in-Chief, and we are talking about the current one, that being Excel Alonzo. So it's it's pretty, if you if you watch the episode and you see that, like even if you if you know who, if you know much about Marvel Comics, you will be like, okay, that's clearly what that is. Okay. And I was going to scroll down and show it because it does show it in here, but you know, if you're watching Preacher at all, which, you know, Good on you. You'll, you'll okay. probably see it. When, like I, said, I think that episode's out already. Anyway. All right. In not so great. No, I was going to say, this is not really news. <laughs> Forget Vulture and Burton. Michael Keaton confirms, I am Batman. Come on, he dude. He is. He is the definitive <laughs> Batman. Stop it. <laughs> Cut it out. Uh, hey, boo! boo! <laughs> oh no this will not oh, stand mercy. anyway hey look he did it on Colbert he, right. he came out and said you know who he really is or did he eh, you know but uh, hey you know what King Batman is the best Batman so whatever I don't fight me <laughs> um and by the way I go with I Kevin go, Conroy but anyway I mean okay yeah as far as yeah but that's I take that differently I mean, we're talking cinematically mm-hmm. I don't know, at least I was talking cinematically yeah so, I mean yeah Kevin Conroy no contest and actually, you know what? And I say that, and, and this got brought up on Twitter, I think, today also, because somebody, I think it was actually um, Mel from CSPN, was mm-hmm. like, um, uh, um, oh, shit, Mark Harmel is the only Joker. Oh, yeah. This is just scientifically proven, and yeah. there's no, no, you know, no ifs, ands, or buts. And I agree. Yeah. Yeah, that's the laugh that you hear mm-hmm. when you think of the Joker. So Totally. All right. Next, so, we got uh, more Batman news. The Batman, or oh, Batman's, Bat, uh, Bat, Matt Reeves, Matt Reeves, <laughs> Bat Reeves, get it? Uh, confirms Ben Affleck will indeed star. I didn't know this was um, any contention on this. Yeah, but confirmation. All right. Speaking All right. of that movie, it may yeah. be noir driven. It may be a noir driven detective movie. Which, I mean, sure. I mean, that would be yeah, a way it's to gotta go, go in a different direction, right? Yeah, totally. Oh, that sounds like that could work. Uh, Wonder Woman passes 600 million global box office, breaks another huge record. And actually, this, um, the next one is also tying into that because um, Wonder Woman to pass BVS, which I didn't think that would that would be a anything that was um of note. Yeah, uh, becoming top DCU film domestically, which again seemed like a no brainer, like a duh. <laughs> you said you have actually seen it. I have seen it. I'm still kind of. I'm. I'm. I'm trying to figure out what I'm missing, and I'm trying to make arrangements to see it again, just to see if you know maybe seeing it with like you know uh, other comic book people as opposed to like family members who aren't exactly up on comics um, mm-hmm. to see what their reactions are. So I'll, I'll see if I you know I, I may have to uh, get my you know make get my own second opinion and see. Right now, this is not saying, and this is you know, this is not saying. Like some people want to believe that this movie is perfect, it is not. It's not. But it's a great movie, personally. I think it's good. I think you know, and I think that it benefits from you know. Listen, very quickly, it benefits from being a Wonder Woman movie. That is the female superhero of the DC universe. There is of that. most universes. I mean, if you think of you know female superheroes, she is the first on the list. And some for, and for some people, it's a challenge because we are on the inside. We are familiar with a lot, you know, all of the Marvel female heroes that have been introduced post like 1980. Sure. But she is, you know, the prime female superhero. So I think, 
you know, as long as they didn't completely screw it up, this was bound to at least be a, a force in the box office. Sure. And they didn't completely, they didn't exactly, actually exactly. screw it up at all. So I don't think, I mean, yeah, there was a, probably a couple of marks here and there and there's some, Right, it's not perfect. But it's, that they yeah, exactly. kind of would have could have done a little bit better on and whatnot. But yeah, it, w- it was a good movie. Uh, moving right along, da, 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 da. I just saw the Muffet movie uh, recently, also. So that song is like in my head. Okay. Um, Stephen Amell wants Arrow to borrow from more comics. Um, borrow more from comics. Excuse me, switching words around. Sure, why not? I mean, okay. Arrowverse has kind of been its own thing. I mean, you could argue that the Flash has already been doing that, so um, he doesn't want to be left out, which makes sense. I mean, yeah. why does that look like the Hall of Justice behind him? Uh, kinda, it does kinda. What is going on on Arrow? That they're doing that, or does somebody like superimpose that? Because if the Hall of Justice showed up on 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 anything uh, in the Arrowverse, and I missed out, I'm going to be upset. Anyway, um, there is that. Sure. Stephen Miller's so, talking again. On Gotham City Sirens, Jared Leto can't confirm or deny Joker role. Deny, oh, deny, go away. Oh, did I miss that one, or did I skip that one? I certainly did. Okay. All right. Well, I took it, so we don't have to deal with it. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. I, I, again, that is <laughs> Go away, Jared Leto. Yeah, that's exactly. the Joker I care to that much about. But, um, yeah, uh, five episodes of Young Justice Season 3 have been recorded. So, uh-huh. while this is news, this is not news, but this is news still. Okay, so I mean, I would hope they were they were doing something considering all that the hubbub, but I'm I am actually glad to know that they've been actively recording some stuff, which makes it more of a reality, and I'm okay. fine with that. I love it because have you watched uh, Young Justice? Bits and pieces. Oh, you should go back and watch it. I think it's on. Pretty sure it's on Netflix. Yeah, I haven't watched the whole thing. I watched bits and pieces. I'd be curious to to know what you think about it. I I enjoyed both seasons. Like there was some some spots here and there, but you know, it was, mm-hmm. I think they were pretty good. Uh, I want to make sure I didn't miss anything. Yeah, 30, actually, the next one is just 30 DC animated superhero movies will be collected. Amazing. So, no, actually, this is kind of a big deal. Oh, wait. What happened? I don't know. God damn it. Um, I think I... Uh, wrong link. Yeah, I got the wrong okay. link. Don't worry about so, it. But regardless, so we are getting... Um, it looks like we're going to get a big box set anthology with 30 of... And I didn't realize there were that many DC animated uh, superhero movies. So Listen, they were churning those out. You know, totally one after another. So I recently bought a couple actually that may or may not be completing my set. Like I haven't bought everything, but I bought a good clump of them, including the ones that comes with Luffy Greens. But right. um, well, well, it's funny that uh, you'll see some of them now. They actually pop up on Netflix and HBO. Yes. So there are ways to catch up with a lot of these. But now they're being collected. Well, in that's why I, right, exactly, and that's why I said I don't. I haven't because um, like there's a couple of them I just like I ah, just rent this. I don't take care of that much. But there's They've still been turning them out, and they've still been relatively good quality. Okay. Uh, next up, Discovery Scoop. Jonathan Frakes joins as director of Star Trek uh, Discovery. So cool, you know, Star Trek fam. Which this kind of doesn't shouldn't doesn't really come as a surprise because I mean, Frakes has directed um, not only some episodes of TNG, but probably some of the other like uh, like Voyager in Enterprise. That would not be surprising. Maybe even TNG. I mean, even DS9. I don't remember. But and even um, I think he even did one of the movies. So just not shouldn't come as a surprise that he is back as a He'd be involved, right? Yeah. So all right, Riverdale season two may introduce another Archie comics character. Uh, who could it be? Is there is there uh, in the story? Does it mention? It says, yeah. So uh, actress Lorelai Linkletter uh, looks like is going to be coming to the show as Tony Topaz. Uh, 
Okay. Apparently, this is a fairly recent character as they debuted in Jughead Double Digest 176 back in 2012, according to the article. All right. She has uh, pink and purple hair, and she's uh, a bisexual black character who's. So I guess she must have come along with like Kevin Kevin Keller. That sounds about the time that Kevin Keller kind of came in. Okay. And, and Kevin Keller is already on the show. Really? Uh, yes, pretty certain because if I remember from the 20 minutes that I saw of the first episode. That's who was uh, that's who was uh, palling around with um, Betty. Okay, so I'm sure there's a fan of the show that will correct any of that if there are any about that. So next story is uh, Star Wars: Forces of Destiny trailer reveals series premiere date. That premiere date is uh, says the first of eight animated shorts will be on the YouTube channel on July third, July third, and then on the Disney Channel proper on July seventh. So if you don't know about that, Forces of Destiny is the is is a more Family friendly and also women focused, uh, women of the Star Wars universe focused um, miniseries that they're doing. Um, apparently, Hera Syndulla is suspiciously um, absent from this trailer, but okay. it's going to be a part of the show. And I like Hera, so she's cool. Um, but yes, that's going to be a thing. And apparently, it's going to be narrated by Lupita Nyongo's character, Maz Kanata. No word on whether she's actually being a voice on that, which I would very much appreciate also. And of course, there's going to be some action figures that are going to come along with said show. All right. Oh, thanks. Uh, and last but not least, James Gunn has confirmed that there is no Howard the Duck film in the works. Maybe not. I'm not sure how to react to that. I will just leave it at that. I mean, I was one of the few people that at the end of the first Guardians and saw Howard the Duck there was like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> I like Howard the Duck back in the day. I mean, it wasn't a great movie, and it was along those that era of Marvel movies where it was kind of phoned in, but at least that one would kind of took a chance. You, we would have never seen it you know, if they didn't take a chance. So that and blade. Alrighty. So. All right. So now we roll into the comic news section. I, before we get into that, I'm going to bring up this is not necessarily news, but I thought I'd bring it up. Uh, friend of the show, classic materia. I'm assuming that was him uh, on the CSPN uh, Twitter account. Kind of um, let us be aware of this, um, Medium post. Medium post. I was about to call it a hot take, and that would have been really, really mean. No, because it's not a hot take. It's not a quick no, take at all. It's not. Well, medium posts usually are not. Like, yeah. This is uh, one person, one dude. Like, I, I attribute hot takes to, like, you know, a couple of paragraphs at most. Yeah. <laughs> definitely in-depth. In-depth. Uh, in kind of yeah. yeah. Agreed. So, yeah. So, basically, this is about a, a, a fan uh, going through his take on the Marvel and DC debate. Right. And this is a fan who is roughly our vintage. Right. So he is looking at it from the perspective of someone who has grown up with um, the, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the Christopher Reeve Superman movies and seen the DC uh, film universe kind of, you know, go to a very low place and, um, and, and seen the Marvel universe, you know, tap into these characters and ultimately, you know, even though there have been lots of rough patches for Marvel, you know, as they've licensed out their characters to other studios, once Marvel, once, uh, Marvel got their footing with their own uh, cinematic universe, they've been able to tap into these characters that, you know, really um, spoke to many more uh, uh, young people, especially of our vintage, when they were growing up in the 70s and 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. 
So it's, it's it seems a bit extensive, and um, yeah, I mean, I skimmed it. I definitely skimmed certain sections because I was familiar with you know some of the history he was trying to uh, you know uh, teach people about. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it it's a good. Seems to be a pretty good read, yeah. From what I've skimmed of it, so um, I need to ask him because he keeps saying he said something about a newsletter and or and I was thinking of doing a post on this stuff. But if you've seen the link to where the uh, the of the show. That has the the show notes link to it. Go have at that. Uh, hopefully, one day we will have that in the actually show, um, post proper in some kind of way. Um, so along. yeah, our first story in comic news: there is a Jack Kirby fan campaign asking Google to honor the comic legend. I think this is more than warranted. There has been a lot of Kirby talk recently. Well, I mean, given that I think wasn't his birthday recently or something. I believe so. So, which outside of, outside of that, and like I said, at, at uh, Heroes Con, there was a few different Kirby-related panels, including one mega panel. So, there's been a lot of Kirby talk lately, which, you know what? He deservedly. He deserves all the praise mm-hmm. he, he could get. And more. And Well, yeah, exactly. So, next up, I guess we kind of get into the, the toy section of uh, this here program. Yeah, just real quick. To yeah. do every now and then. Square Enix's Black Panther figure is T'Challa like you've never seen him before. Sharp edged, <laughs> sharp yeah. edged. Looking That's the like way a, they do it. Looking more like a newfangled uh, um, cinematic transformer, kinda. Let's not go. Then, let's not go there. I mean, hey, yeah. it is what it is. Let's not go there. I mean, it's it's not a bad. Like Square Enix, Square Enix. That's fair. That's still fair. Square Enix isn't like. Um, there's that other company that does. Um, well, off the beaten path uh, recreations of stuff, right? So, which and some of their models have actually been. Wait, I'm sorry. Nightshade? I didn't see this, but you know what? Well, I'm a, that's going to be for another time. Because mm-hmm. um, that's interesting news. But yeah, like I said, this is this, it's a more striking than... We, we, yeah, you we, missed we, that one. I read that story about the Black yeah. Panther movie character. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I'll save it for next week. All right. So the next story is... Hey, how you doing? Hey, um, it's, there on the, it's there on the video feed for a hot second. Um... Next. Speaking of, speaking of uh, action figures, Mezco has revealed the Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man. Is it a figure or a statue? It is, I believe, a figure. Figure, yes. Okay, it's, cool. All right, uh, so this is going to be... 112 collective body with 30 points of articulation. Yeah. This is on the more expensive side. Yes. Which I saw a... Uh, it wasn't this figure. I saw a uh, Miles Morales figure in, in my shop mm-hmm. recently, and I was like, I kind of want that. Um... But once I start get once I get the space shaped up, I'm going to have I'm going to have to put all the figures I have out one and get some other ones like this one. You don't have to do all; just be you know selective. No, like I do. I want to do this totally do, for all of them. <laughs> well, I mean, if I have space, I'll do all of them because it's not yeah. like I have that many. So. Okay. Um, or as, in relation to you, I should say. Well, I, do I, say, I don't have that many in relation to a lot of people that you see online, but uh, that's true. You know, um, moving on. You got a good bit. Yeah. So that way, that's it. I want to kind of get some, and that is not a bad figure. If that's if that's how it, it is comes, cool. it actually looks like a well, because if you if you don't look at like the hand, it looks like a cosplayer kind of. Yeah, it does stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, we pretty much already talked about this. Re- Rebirth reveals new origin for the Reverse Flash. We talked about Flash twenty five, which is that is a spoiler for what we did not talk about was because I don't think anybody read uh, Detective. Nope, we didn't talk about it. But there was a. Presumably, spoiler uh, uh, about uh, Batman and Zatanna having a secret character that we know is coming back. Okay. Uh, and speaking of other characters that's making a comeback, we've already talked about this to a point. 
yes. in Secret Empire. Uh, in that um, redacted makes a comeback in Secret mm-hmm. Wars Empire number five, which again we did talk about. So mm-hmm. that's weird. So you want to take the next one? Yeah, uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens graphic novel launches, and um, it launches as part of IDW's Young Reader line. Mm-hmm. I believe this one is starts off Ray focused, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember. Yeah, it's Star Wars Force Awakens line. So, yeah, it does start out with the Ray. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, and I saw that, you know, I saw this and I was like, well, wait a minute. Marvel already has the, because uh, I was thinking it was the adaptation of Force Awakens, but which is not, it is not. No, this is the kids' line. Yeah. That's correct. So, and I was like, wait, why, why didn't you do that if this is that? And why didn't Marvel do that if that was the case? But it makes sense. It no, we had stories about this before that they moved it to uh, IDW and their, uh, because they, I guess they have more experience doing it. Right. So. Not that, so in the righty was right news section, because nobody's going to give me that prop, um, Marvel Legend revives classic but dormant title. We kind of alluded to this earlier in that um, Marvel 2 and Wait 1 is coming back, folks, mm-hmm. in kind of a way, because it features the thing in Human Torch. If you remember last week, we talked about the, uh, the tweet from Axel Alonso with the thing in his hands and got a two on his belt buckle. Mm-hmm. So that is pretty much what this was. So for those who don't know, Marvel 2 and was, was the team-up book with The Thing and Character of the Week. Uh, and I enjoyed that book. I, I really did. But I don't know whether this says that or not, but this says featuring theme in the Human Torch, so I wonder if it's just going to be just them two in the book or they're going to go back to that, to that, um, to that format, which I wouldn't have a problem with, I don't think. Oh, we'll see. Don't going down the line. Yeah, they're, they're going to. They're going. You know, at least from what it appears to be, um, it's going to be uh, uh, at least initially uh, thing and uh, the Human Torch. We'll see. Maybe it'll be like an arc, and then they'll switch off and have somebody else guest star. Sure. And so. yeah, and some people were saying that this could may or may not be the precursor to Fantastic Four coming back. Which oh god, we don't know when that's going to happen. Yeah, we don't know when or and or if. Oh, yeah, right. So. Uh, more legacy news. All right. So Marvel's first legacy, legacy casualty. Who's dying? Spoiler alert. Um, it's kind of sad. Yeah. You know, what's funny is that this is like, it's, it's so obvious because it's right on the cover and it's an homage to the cover of uh, the graphic novel, Death of Captain Marvel. And I'm not going to spoil it because you just have to be, you know, uh, up on it to uh, go to the, uh, the solicits. But, um, but yeah, it was pretty sad. Yeah. Because I would hate to see this version of that character go. Yep. yep. This is why I have Tim Parker's bucket. It's a stupid thing like that. All right. Um, and, and I guess anyway, well, I can combine the so next story. As, well, I was about to say, I will go so far as to say that this starts a little bit of a line of, so there were a lot of gifts um, mm-hmm. that have come out over the week about legacy stuff. And uh, this next story is also a part of that. Right, so so Marvel released literally fifty-two. The titles of fifty-two new and returning titles. Come on, seriously. So um, they also released images, cover images of um, of uh, covers that they were homaging onto, you know, and and using as inspiration for these new uh, covers and creating animated gifts uh, that uh, tr- that morphed from the original cover to the current cover and back. And uh, while that was cool, it also does serve to. Uh, you know, highlight that they are publishing way too many books. Just a bit. I mean, you know what? Roll it at the wall, see what sticks. Valid. Which, yeah, they've been doing that for for quite a while. And unfortunately, some books that should be around, I personally, I, I, my heart is on that one, but should be around is not around. And yet, 
there are versions and versions of other books that probably don't necessarily need to be here around that are still around at the very least for the time being. Anyway, um, but yeah, but I said Marvel 2-in-1 was in that. The Moon Girl and the Devil Dinosaur is still kicking, so that's great. Miss Marvel's still kicking. That's also great, uh, apparently. The one note in here, which I'm slightly bummed about if this is the case, unless they're going with the other dude, Falcon. Yeah, the, we, the new one is dying. He's dead. Oh, is he? No, I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm being flippant because I was about to say I'm, 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 I'm totally that. being flippant about it because if they're if they are uh, restoring Sam Wilson yeah if they're restoring Sam Wilson to the mantle then they're gonna kill off this new guy. Uh, well, I don't want them to kill off uh, kill it. Well, I don't care. I, I shouldn't say that the new Falcon is all right. I'm like okay, sure. I don't want Sam to go back as Falcon. I would rather him stay Captain America, but I recognize that that wasn't going to you know I'm exactly same thing. I was gonna say it's the same thing as Bucky. Because ultimately, Bucky went back to being the Winter Soldier. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and we're already seeing shades of that in Sam Wilson's book already. So, well, I mean, you know what's funny about that? And before we move on to the next thing, I really thought that they would try to integrate the new version, the movie version of Falcon, into um, what he, you know, uh, into uh, Sam Wilson's look at least. And it took all the way until now. Yeah. From Winter Soldier and uh, and uh, uh, Civil War, uh, the movies, uh, it took until now for them to really uh, make that visual change. And it was just, it took too long. I thought that they could have really, you know, um, uh, exploited that character's uh, newfound, not popularity, but spotlight. And really... Yeah, but he was already counted at the time. So the, the, if they... No, not for, not for um, Winter Soldier. That's what I'm talking about. Not for Winter Soldier. During Civil War, I think he was. Uh, no, no, I meant comic wise, though. No, but that's my point. Like in terms of, tra- you know, in terms of going, moving to the visual. Sure. Like making it more not military, but just making it, you know, not the red and white, uh, feathery costume. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. But once I they, you know, like once they, sure. once they had to, uh, 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 you know, once they had that kind of different look and a different feel for the character, they could have immediately tried to capitalize on it, and they failed to, and uh, it the problem. Right. You know, especially from Winter Soldier. Think about how long ago Winter Soldier was. You know, they could have made a big push for Falcon since then, and they failed to. I, yeah, I suppose that is true. But I don't know. I'm I'm still down with Captain uh, Captain Wilson. So, yeah. um, but anyway, I'm like, eh. I'm like, eh. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, he's run his course because, it, it, believe it or not, it has been like roughly, roughly, if not longer than uh, Bucky Caps run actually. It's been a couple of years. It's hard to believe. Yeah, but it's also been mired in events, though. Like, yeah, that's the th- that's the difference. Yeah, so that's that. that Although, come to think of it, Bucky Cap got killed in um in an event. So, what are you gonna do, right? Wait, did he? When did it happen? Don't you remember he got stabbed in uh, uh, Fear Itself? I didn't read Fear Itself. Yeah, he he got he got waxed in Fear Itself. Okay, I still well, I people are telling me that I shouldn't read Fear Itself, but yeah, but 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 the point is, like, he actually only made it through part of that particular event. Sure, (laughs) man, but he came back. Bill Fox is still. Well, they all do. (laughs) They all do. Bill Foster will come back at some point. Have no, have no fear. It is comics. But anyway, to, to cap off this, this this story, so there's a couple of also that's the cynic in me, like uh, 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 speaking out from uh, from behind the uh, the curtain. Bill Foster's never coming back. I'm sorry because Marvel's <laughs> fucked up. Anyway, um, I love you, Marvel. Um, she Hulk is also, I guess, going to be coming back as She Hulk because she's as she's Hulk now, and Spirits of Vengeance is going to return. Um, so just gonna. Cool. Where's Misty Knight's book? 
that's all I got to say about that. Moving along, uh, we talked about this Superman uh, Assemble's first ever Superman Revenge Squad or, or his own squad, whatever. We already talked about this. Moving along, uh, astonishing X Men leading to something quote something significant and new unquote. Um, so I guess. <laughs> uh, anyway, we, yes, yeah, not really. Like we know, astonishing is coming back, and I don't know. The X Men are pretty much back in full force, given blue and gold. And I don't know what different this astonishing is going to do. Even though what, is it Charles Soule's writing this, correct? Yes, it's only going to be you know, it's, it, it's not going to be a long lived. I'm I'm just you know, forget the cynicism. I'm just, at this point, it's the pragmatist who's going to say this is not going to last that long. Yeah, maybe. I mean. Has Astonishing ever had a decent... Well, I guess uh, Whedon Trump lasted a... But that was also a finite run that I think Whedon designed. Right. Well, you know, and he also was subject to... I was also going to add it was subject to Cassidy's uh, slow art, so... Well, that's true. I can't remember how long Whedon's run was, but I think the book itself lasted longer than... It was two volumes, but because of the art delays, it mm-hmm. took a long time for it to come out. So, yeah. So, yeah, they're trying to go back to the 90s and bring the mutants back. I mean... There was, well, anyway, that's a subject for another thing, because there were some couple of writers of an X-Men book that probably could have stepped up and, and done a more significant book than they started off on. But it is what it is. Um, and I believe that ends our news for tonight. Right. So we've been at this for a while tonight. I'm going to keep the uh, toy corner of the Combo Chronicles very short tonight. Do you have something, Rod? No, I don't. Okay, just very, very quickly. I'm surprised you don't have something. Because I I'm about not, to show I, what I was going to mention earlier was I did not get up on that Black Factor picture, which I'm one that I think you're about to show. Ha! Yep, I'm surprised. But you well, also have so more access to, to local WalMarts. I, well, see, that's what I was going to do, and then I did not get around there. And mm-hmm. then the, the next time I looked at that link that you gave, it was, it was sold again out. sold out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sucks. So, but I got I got the um, the email the notification on it. So whenever they come back in stock, then I will get it then hopefully. Cool. Or I will definitely still go around to my, my Yeah, my the local phone. because because I think you might have better luck with that. You know I come um, over the shop sometimes actually. <laughs> so this did uh, arrive in the mail. It is pretty cool. I have not had a chance to take it out of the box, but it does look cool. I'm glad to have a comic version of Black Panther. Yes, and I am looking forward to trying to find that, that without uh, prices being gouged right. at some point in the near future. I also picked up this week. Um, it came earlier than expected. It is the Amazon exclusive. Um, exclusive. Yeah, it's an exclusive. It's the uh, uh, spoiler alert because it, it, it really hasn't uh, been that long. It's a spoiler alert for Guardians of the Galaxy 2, so people, if you're still with us and you haven't watched this movie yet, shame on you, but uh, the exclusive vinyl pop figure that I have is the adolescent Groot. So he's medium-sized. He's not the baby Groot. Right. <laughs> he's medium-sized. And that is actually something that, if you haven't watched the movie yet, it's actually a mild spoiler. Yeah, sure. That counts. And so... That's that. Those are the two things in the Combo Chronicles uh, toy corner. And let me move on to our default fast read. Keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Visit cspn.us, then click the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. 
purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, music, electronics, jewelry, apparel, and lots and lots of action figures. <laughs> That's what we do on Amazon.com. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN uh, payment. <laughs> That helps us keep the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com through CSPN US. Do it today. And with that, we come to the close of another fine comic book chronicles. Um, I would uh, do something that I didn't do at the beginning of the plugs. So what? Plugs. Yes. Definitely with the plugs. Which is fine because it was gonna happen anyway. And with that, we plug um one agent underscore 70 here with me riding along with me as always agent underscore 70 at twitter and instagram go check him out um, showing off his fine stash of figurines and whatnot hopefully we'll get him a site soon uh we also have the early leaving pc and underscore dirt at pc and underscore dirt and pop culture net on twitter popculturenetwork.com is his site go check out his stuff over in his myriad amounts of podcasts over there also check out Graham Comics Reviews where he does on Instagram uh, where he does comic reviews in his own inimitable style. Um, we also have not with us tonight, but should be back with us. Oh, well, we'll talk about this in a second. We'll get this in a second, yeah. Yeah. Uh, TimDog98 uh, at uh, Twitter. Also CB Cron on Twitter and also the Click Nation on Twitter. That's D-K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N all one word. And also theclicknation.com where you will find this and other musings from Tim and sometimes us about comics and well I guess it's been mostly comics for a while but you mm-hmm. know he does movie stuff and whatnot also. And you can also find myself the host of this here for, for, for tonight, uh, Radicat at Radicat on Twitter, also at News News Need on Twitter, also News News Need uh, Reddit, you, um, Instagram. You can find me at CBCaps, or if you want to, Radicat. I don't really post that much over there anyway. So, and hopefully my my other hopefully a site coming somewhere soon. You can find the podcast, however, on our I won't say mother site, but um, the mothership CSPN.us, where you can find us and a bunch of other fine podcasts. I believe Good and Ter- Terrible just started back again. Yeah, they just already. returned. Mm-hmm. And the and Mad Advice show just put out a couple of new shows, too. They also did. And those and many other fine shows that you will find over there on CSPN.us. But you can also uh, subscribe to this here uh, podcast at pretty much anywhere podcasts are shown. iTunes, Google Play, we, we may, uh, SoundCloud. We may be on some point in Spotify, hopefully. Who knows? Um, also, though, support us. You can go to shop.cspn.us where you find um, swag that will support us and other CSPN shows. Go check us out. Um, get a nice mug, a nice t-shirt for your lady or your man or whoever you want to or anything else. Phone case. You know, help us out. Help us help you. Help us and all that kind of goodness. <sighs> and with that, um, before we get out, actually, so next week, Movie protocol is probably going to be in effect because yep. my homecoming comes out. And are you going Thursday or? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I actually Thursday? just made arrangements. So I, I can confirm that Thursday evening, I will not be available. And I think I will be going to, I will be hitting the early show like I normally do. So, and hopefully my movie theater will open back up. Uh, if it's not, cause I hate to kind of go to the other one I went to for Wonder Woman. Uh, and I'm guessing Tim's probably also going to be not around. 
for that one. So we may have a show next week, or we may have a, an abbreviated show next week, or no show at all. Stay tuned to the Twitters. Exactly. Stay, stay tuned. Exactly. Stay tuned to our, for uh, announcements uh, leading up to uh, next Thursday, uh, because uh, we will try to figure out what uh, scheduling, what you know, what next week's schedule is going to uh, look like mm-hmm. for the show. And with that, thank you for coming to the Comic Book Chronicles. Um, so if you excuse me, I'm going home and sleep with my wife. Good night, everybody.